Um, I hate to say this, like it goes against every fiber of my being, but I think Paul's level needs to come up a smidge. Oh, man. <laughs> what? what the hell? I know, yes. I feel dirty saying it, but it was a little quiet. Today on the Geek Out Podcast, is it right for the government to attach points to human behavior? Because guess what? It's already happening. Brie Larson packs a punch in the second Captain Marvel trailer. Netflix just paid $100 million to keep friends on the air for another year. And Daredevil has been canceled. No more Karen Page for art to yell at. Yes. <laughs> Let's geek out. Chum, 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 now it's good to be a geek. The podcast. Hi, everybody. It's the Geek Out Podcast, episode 10, um, with myself, Webmeister Bud, and DJ Boitano, and Paul Plastino, and Art Aronson. Hello. Hey. So this is the long form, I guess, of the weekly Geek Out, Bud's weekly Geek Out little show that I do Wednesdays at 7.20 with Dylan and Jason in the Morning Zone, where I talk about geeky things. I'm going to talk about a horrible geeky thing in a second, but first... My name is DJ Boitano. I am a little sick this week, and I'm very sorry to all of you who are trapped in a room with me right now for an hour. Kirstenitis um, you got. Yes, yeah, I got whatever Kirsten had. Just don't be sick for like 21 days and lose your voice completely. I really hope that does not happen, yes. Yeah, she lost it, right? She totally lost her voice. Yeah, oh, she yeah. was on the air. The Saturday was horrible. Then... I'm Kirsten James. Yes, my voice, it's not technically getting better uh, from our staff party last night. And you know what? The thing is, like, I went home at a total respectable time, but I was just talking so loudly. I was doing so much talking last night that I've, I've lost my voice. I'm so, so, so And sorry. Sunday was worse. <laughs> was worse. <laughs> oh, weekends owners. We have been on a journey. Yes, I'm Kirsten James. Yes, my voice is still going. It's okay. I'm going to get it back today. I swear. It's been like three weeks. I've had this cold, and now it's turned into... This lovely voice you're hearing. And, uh, but she pushed through. Hi, Brian. Hi, how's Tell it going? Tell us about yourself. It's going great. DJ Boitano, you can uh, listen to me every weekday, 5 o'clock in the afternoon zone doing the mixtape. Paul Plastino. Oh, sorry, sorry, no, no, sorry. No, no, oh, no, yeah, no yeah, that's yeah. it. That's all I had. I, Brian all. doesn't get to talk anymore. Paul, tell us about yourself. Uh, co-host of the Afternoon Zone on the Zone at 913, aforementioned by uh, DJ Brian Boitano, uh, as well as a PJ Party Podcast, which you can find wherever likely you're finding this podcast. I am on TV now, Shaw TV, doing Culture Vulture, interviewing bands. Oh, my. Yeah. And uh, a homeowner. There's Paul Plastino for you. Okay, Art Aronson, tell us about yourself. Yep, I'm here. I'm a reporter on The queue in The Zone. Uh, I'm also a co-host of Between the Stammers podcast, where you can also find on our podcast section of The Zone website, the right, zone, The Zone.fm slash podcast. Yeah, and I'm or, very happy yeah. to be here for this anniversary episode. Oh, ten. right, Milestone. we're on, ten, we're on yeah. double digits. Yeah, oh, my goodness, right? yay. Yeah, and to celebrate, not really, but just... Coincidental happenstance. We are now available on Apple Podcasts. And I was going to say, uh, Arts Podcast is available on Podbean, which is close to Apple Podcasts. Has <laughs> has less <laughs> syllables. Is easier to remember. I don't know. Never it's a problem. It. We're working on it. Or you could find uh, all of us at thezone.fm slash podcast. So let me talk about a little bit more about what I talked about on the Geek Out, the weekly Geek Out this week, which is um, <laughs> that the province of Beijing, the capital of the People's Republic of China, uh, is, is following in the footsteps of apparently a dozen other countries that are uh, that are doing or planning to do this wow. and that is a sign 
each of their 22 million residents um, basically a scorecard, an electronic scorecard, and they will keep track of you and your behavior and give or dock points based on what you do out in society. Oh, wow. wow. There's a dozen countries doing this? Yeah. I love wow. this, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you love what? You love oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm getting more communism. Oh, send me man. there, guys. Okay, dude. Pack me up and send me there. If you go and donate, <laughs> if you go and donate blood... Uh, you know, you'll be a good citizen and you'll get some points. And okay. that's, that's fantastic. But if you run a red light, they're going to be docking points off you. You lose enough points, you may not be able to fly. You may not be able to take the train. Uh, you know, if you, if you smoke in non-smoking zones or if you buy, you know, make frivolous purchases like video games, mm-hmm. they could take away your freaking dog. What? You, you get frivolous purchases as part of this? Yes. Yeah. Oh, the, God. I was like, oh, sweet. I donate blood once in a while. I'll be just fine. But the Frivolous purchases yeah. are all I make. But you also bought a hobbit sword. <laughs> <laughs> Several hobbit swords, Brian. Several. I love a collection of dumb things. Yeah, I. you know what? Okay. I like it, too, a little bit in the way that we're already kind of doing this, gang. We're already kind of. There already are these societal rankings of how you are as a person, from like how you dress to how you behave in society. Uh, you know, it's like this is just kind of putting an officiality to it. You know, it's like yeah, I have tons and tons and tons of parking tickets. That would go against my score. But art and everyone who's for this. No, I'm not saying we should be doing this. <laughs> everyone who's for this. Have you not seen the community episode about Meow Meow Beans? Slash the Black Mirror episode mm-hmm. where they do this. Like people have rankings. That's right. Slash caste system in India. Right? This is no good. That does, yeah, because there's examples of it in art and, and also in the real world doesn't make it right. No, I'm saying this is bad. Okay, good. No, yeah, th- on those no. episodes, those, uh, oh man, the community episode of Meow Meow Beans is hilarious and it shows how the, uh, the like, even, it's just like a community at school. It's like a, a post-secondary school. Right. How it devolves, that small culture devolves into absolute anarchy and chaos. That's right, I remember Between, like, now. you know, the sixes or whatever it is, like the high-class people and then these, the ones who were like, scuttering for survival, right? And, like, total chaos. So... No, it's horrible. It's a horrible good, thing to good, do. Yeah, no yeah. half measures in China. I love it. <laughs> it no, seems it's either all no. here or there. Absolutely. Right? No, it's terrifying. Did any did, you, did any of you watch the Orville, which is sort of this Star oh. Trek parody slash tribute show done by uh, Seth, Seth MacFarlane, MacFarlane playing like, Star Trek: Family the Next Guy. Generation? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. No. I mean, okay. So there was an episode where it was like this. Everybody had a little name tag, and it had a, a number. You're not, you were assigned a number, mm-hmm. and an up arrow and a down arrow, and people, other people, would you know see what you do and note your number and, and upvote or downvote you. And so your social status went up as you were upvoted. And if you got down below, I think it was 10,000 points or something, they lobotomized you. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff I got in my back of my mind when I'm hearing about this kind of thing. Um, yeah, I believe this is the actual worst. I do not, I do not <laughs> approve of this. Uh, this seems like a bad system, bad idea. Bad Good plan. people don't have anything to worry about then, but It's true. Mm. You know, and there was a guy, there was a guy, they, they did this in, in Hangzhou, another, uh, another province where, um, a city in another province where he's, he's like, yeah, over the last six months, you know, people used to run red lights all the time, but now we're kind of worried about our points and we're all, we're all a better people. I just don't think that's the right reaction. Governing by fear right? is really what you're doing. Yeah, there. I just, I, yeah, no, no. All right, All right. to employ devil's advocate oh, here thanks, for a John second, Shields. though. Yeah. Um, 
But again, like, isn't this kind of what we're doing already? Isn't this like kind of what we're doing, or are we not? I guess we're not like. It's not government imposed. Yeah. Yeah, and Paul, (laughs) you're allowed to leave the country, even though you have how many parking tickets? In your glove box right now. Yeah, it's into the maybe hundreds. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Whoa, dude! No, okay. Yeah, see, but now you know. See, this is it. We all do these things, and uh, is now uh, as soon as I tell you about it, you judge. You're, you're full of judgment. But I don't want your access to good schools or hotels or jobs or medicine or travel hindered by that. Is that what it is? Yes, yeah. sir. It even. Yeah, you didn't pay your parking ticket, so you don't get this Tylenol for your headache. Deal with it. Yeah, no, okay, look, at there's no being devil's advocate. This is a horrible, horrible system. Thank you. Okay, is it just that's... a pilot project, or is they going to turn this around? I tried to find out, you know, of the dozen places, that, uh, you know, Hangzhou in the Zhejiang province, they're, they're, it's it's there. It's alive and, and implemented there. And it's a lot of Chinese places, so I, don't, I, don't, I don't, have, don't have the specific list. But yeah, apparently 12 areas, cities, countries, provinces, whatever, are, are implementing this or looking at it, and... Ugh. Like it's you know it seems to be something that might catch on and it seems to be something that I'll look into this and I'll report back on the next. Thanks, sir. Yeah. Um, when you say that, like someone uh, was on the news saying like it is a great system and everything's great now. Yeah. You know, was there like a government uh, gun laser beam on the side <laughs> yeah. of their head? Like I believe it was, it was a poking accident. Just some accident. random thirty-two-year-old entrepreneur from from <laughs> somebody had their Hongo. finger on the button right. to <laughs> give him less points if That's he said right. it sucks. That's right. Right. Yeah. I've so. been watching Fargo. And there's this line Billy Bob Thornton, his character, says in, like, the first episode. And this, he says, you go your whole life thinking there's rules. There aren't. We used to be apes. And it just kind of sets the tone of his character for the entire show. And this is, like, the complete opposite of that, right? Absolutely. So that's why it made me think of that. This is the thing. We have a small amount of apes in power, you know, that are making decisions for the masses. And they're saying, oh, yeah, a a human report card would be a great idea. Hmm. We'll control their behavior this way. I just love that line. That is a good line. It sets the tone for the entire show. A little far on the other side, but, uh, you know, hey, uh, might be closer to what we want. Okay, but then you give blood and your points go up, right? Yep. Or, and you do or, good and, deeds. And or your, 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 uh, your dating website matches might be more accurate. And, oh. and or your, uh, your hydro might go down. You know, your interest rates might go down. These are the types of things you're talking about. See, okay, now as a person who does also behave well in some cases, At times. I want to be rewarded for the good things that I do, the good deeds. Yeah, right but now- But you bought Hobbit swords! <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but how many times do we just go and give blood, and what do we get for that? Nothing. My interest rates, my ta- property taxes yeah, don't go cookies down. Cookies and good feelings. Oh, good. Yeah, good. Good feelings. That's what you always say, right? Like, oh, if you're a good person, you get good feelings, and then you get to go to heaven. I have a feeling I'm going to rot in a box in the ground and not get anything. So I'd like my property taxes to go down while I'm still on the earth. I'm worried about the stuff like right now, before any of the after, whatever. Right. And, and it's 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 a self good feeling, and yeah, we're all very selfish in in this respect, and we have to be. Because especially if some other, you know, agency is going to try and penalize our lives based on what we do, I think, you know, kind of how we have it now, where we do something and we feel good within ourselves, that's probably fine, you know, but real world consequence, not being able to travel, you know, or or not get into certain things like that.
that sucks. But I help an old lady across the street. Maybe I get bumped up in first class. So you're thinking of this pessimistically. I want to look at it from an optimism point of view, where if you do good, you get better things. You know, why do we all come to work? Because for money. This is like it's giving you a value to behaving properly or behaving uh, even altruistically. It takes the altruism out of it because it rewards it. Mm. But we're all selfish creatures. That's what capitalism is based on. <laughs> That's what the money is for, right? To entice us to do things, to incentivize. So this just goes to show that Paul thinks deep down that he's a very good person <laughs> and this is going to work out for him. That's what, that's what this goes to. If I get the parking tickets right now, I just never pay them. But if I pay them, then I get more Meow Meow beans in this system, right? Mm-hmm. You got to sell. Yeah. Wow. So you got to sell all of your swords to pay the parking tickets. <laughs> <laughs> That'll double your goodness points. <laughs> what if I can make the case that the swords will increase in value? Does that make them less frivolous? Oh, it's an See? investment now. Yes. These are ways <sighs> we could work this system. Look, we're all, I think right now we're all trapped in a system that's only, you know, uh, rewards certain behaviors and certain greedy behaviors. Capitalism is no angel system. I'm with you So if we're in this point system, this is a way for you to do good and be rewarded for that? There's too many half measures going on right now in this This, world. You know what? This is the full measure. I'm totally turned around It's either this this. or anarchy for me. Meow, meow, beans, yeah. Okay, this side of the room is on to it. All right, let's move to China and do this crazy thing. I am just... I'm shaking in my boots right now. I'm just terrified hearing this. This is absolutely incredible. Because I'm looking at it yeah, from an optimistic point of view. <laughs> you, you do that, Paul. You stay in your own head. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch gears right now, and we're gonna talk about. Probably Cap- a great idea. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Captain Marvel because it's just, it's just getting weird. Um, the second Captain Marvel trailer came out. Uh, we got to see a split second of Brie Larson's Captain Marvel character punching an old lady on the subway in the first trailer, uh, but now we get to see the whole thing. She's a she's a scroll and she's all evil and she she snarls and she does acrobatics in the uh, in the subway car and she has to have her head rammed into a pole. Um, <laughs> nice uh, quick little action sequence. A lot going on in this trailer. Thoughts, gentlemen, who I just realized are all dressed the same on top. You are all wearing gray sweaters. Wow. Oh, wow. Long sleeve gray Ooh, sweaters. That's crazy. Art, what color wow. are your pants? Blue. Okay, so and, and Boitano's in blue, blue jeans, jeans and uh, Paul's in black jeans. Yeah. You guys look like a cult. This is amazing. Wow. Sorry, uh, what do we think of the Captain Marvel trailer 2? Love it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love it. I loved it. Um, it gave me just enough. You know, it's it's does, it still doesn't really spoil too too much about what's what's going on. Thankfully, yes. Um, but it does put into context kind of what she's going to be up against in that. And I I love the reveal of Annette Benning's character um, because I think there was rumors that she was maybe going to play her mom or or, or whatever. But uh, that's such a good reveal because um, she plays such a likable character on screen most of the time and yeah. Um but this you can kind of tell if like if you're if you're following comic lore you kind of know who the Kree are um and she's just this likable <laughs> probably bad guy probably <laughs> yeah, antagonist exactly. you know? oh, really yeah well that's how they get you they so start the, out likable the whole thing with the the Kree scroll war uh and and you know like so from seeing Ronan the, the Destroyer right he's a Cree oh um, and he's a pretty terrible terrible person right. in Guardians of the Galaxy yes um, 
And you can kind of see in the trailer how she's talking about uh, the Cree to Nick Fury. He, that's probably pretty early on when she meets, meets Nick Fury because she's saying that, you know, we're a race of heroes. So it's essentially she's she she's drinking the Kool-Aid. She believes so, it, yeah. You know, Is that she, where she got her powers from? The Kree gave her her powers? Um, I think what happens, so like in, in the original comics, um, she gets into this accident. There's this, this, this thing that happens that essentially gives her her powers. I, I think that same accident is going to be taking place in this movie. Um, but then the story that she's given in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that the Kree see that and they try to exploit that. So oh. she's been given this these these powers and then they give her Cree blood because you can see that she's got like green blood when she's got a bloody nose because she's stuff. not blue skinned to begin with like you know, oh, all the other Cree are, are very blue skinned yeah. but hang on though isn't it what I gleaned from the trailer was that some kind of thing and she goes off into space and then she can't remember nothing mm-hmm. and then they find her and then they give her superpowers some kind of is thing that, and she goes off into space and she can't remember nothing yeah, yeah okay. that was good that's a good summary that's, but that's what happens right? they summary. like find her and they're like oh you're a, a like a pilot or whatever so we're gonna give you some superpowers yeah no Most I think what happens that is that she so she, um, what my guess is of what happens to you know to sort of tie this into her actual backstory is that she'll have an accident that gives her her powers. The Kree are going to find her. They're going to take her. They're going to wipe her memory. They're going to put uh, Kree blood in her. Try and, and use her as a weapon. And uh. use her, yeah, against uh, the Skrulls in the Kree-Skrull War. Oh. Okay, interesting. Okay, my thoughts on this trailer. Go, go, go. I didn't like the first one, really. Like, yeah. it was, it didn't get me at all. Are you one of those people movie. that think she should smile more? <laughs> no. I, 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 and I, and I hear the, I hear the, the whispers out there about Brie Larson, and there's some question marks if she's going to have what it takes to be, you know, this huge leader. I think I have no problem with the Brie Larson casting. But just Captain Marvel in itself, I. I don't need it, like, for this next Avengers. I don't need it. I feel like it should be part of the next phase. But obviously, she's going to play a big part in taking down Thanos. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's how they're setting this up. I just... I, I, I want Avengers 4 so bad right now that I can't get excited for this, even though I know this is going to be a part of it. Yeah. But the fact that this is a part of it makes it a little too convoluted. There's too much. Interesting. I have my heroes right now that... This could be the last hurrah with these guys. So I, Why can't they come in and finish this themselves? I have a theory that could make you a little bit more excited about this uh, in this terms of how this could tie into uh, Avengers. Always and, the voice of reason. I like yeah. this. Yeah. So um, I love how this takes place. Like They, they decided to, for this movie to take place in the 90s. And like I was saying before, there's going to be a lot of filling in the gaps here. We'll probably even get a, you know, a glimpse of Peter Quill when he was, you know, a young boy, you know, being raised by Yondu. We'll, oh, yeah. We'll probably get to see Yondu again or, you know, we'll probably get to see some things that obviously they're not showing in the trailer. Right. Um, and then, you know, we know that Coulson's going to be in this um, and that Nick Fury plays a big role in this. Uh, Two-eyed Nick Fury. Great, by the way. So yeah. definitely. the reason why I think this will be taking place in the 90s um, kind of goes towards my time travel theory with uh, what Avengers 4 is going to do, like mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. going back in time. I think uh, because of, you know, sort of either because of Doctor Strange or because of Ant-Man, um, you're going to get, you know, traveling, you know, time traveling Ant-Man, Tony Stark 
and maybe Captain America. Yeah. Um, and I think what's going to happen is that Nick Fury in the 90s is going to be visited by Tony Stark. Okay. Whoa. To basically tell him everything that's going to be happening. Which is the whole reason why then Nick Fury goes and recruits Tony Stark Interesting. as Iron Man, okay, and then you know starts the Avengers Initiative. Wow, that's interesting. But what about Shield being infiltrated by Hydra? Couldn't you have told him about that? Holy, maybe. like that's kind of a unless, big, yeah, a so big unless moment. He, unless he has, and so maybe he knew because the whole Shield being infiltrated by Hydra was way before the nineties. Right, that took place after World War Two. Yeah, but yeah, he but, didn't know about it until. Yeah, and if you, how do you know he didn't know about it though? Well, he's, because he faked his own death. He was smart enough yeah. to fake his own death yeah. in the Winter Soldier, right? And the thing, the a thing lot is of people too, died like, though. If he kept that a secret, compartmentalized it as he. Likes well, to and say. that's just kind of Nick Fury being Nick Fury, right? Yeah. And then uh, the other thing too is like, how would Nick Fury know to go ahead and in, in in Avengers: Age of Ultron? How would he know to get? Uh, that uh, his heli- his old helicarrier is going to save all these people. He didn't know that the f- city is going to start flying, right? You're making some good some- points. There's just a lot that Nick Fury kind of knew yeah. um, going into this. And we that- can't just say it's because he's Nick Fury. No, no, I think... He may have had a hand I, I think he might have... He This is going to reveal that he's been told by somebody... All okay. of the things that's going to happen leading up to the snap. All right, I getting, did make... Uh, sorry, all right, go on. No, I was just saying, uh, finishing my thoughts on the Captain Marvel trailer, because it's all it's very close to Avengers 4. We're all waiting for the Avengers 4 trailer here. Mm-hmm. I remember last year, right around this time before Avengers 3, Infinity War, Black Panther was out. All the marketing for Black Panther was out. And I couldn't wait to see Black Panther, because I thought... I thought that the marketing was just amazing for that movie. And I just feel like this Captain Marvel is not quite as good, you know? So I'm not quite as interested in this movie. It's got to be really good because Avengers 4 is right there. Mm -hmm. And I want that Avengers 4. So, but, you know, you telling me about how, just how interconnected this character is with the what's going to happen in Avengers 4, that gets me a little more excited. I will say that. Yeah, I think it's going to be way more than just an origin story. And because it's Marvel, I don't think it's something they shoehorned in just to get this other character. I'm no. sure their giant war war room and their their wall of maps and yeah. pins and strings, yeah. you know, sussed this out from however long ago. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for the tie-in. Pauly? Yeah, sorry. Paul. A few th- okay, a few things. Number one, if I had a greatest wish for everything that will happen in this Marvel universe, it is that time travel does not enter into it. I know and I understand there's only these things that set up Ant-Man and the quantum realm and everything, but time travel just muddies the water so much that uh, it's just it's going to be a mess. As soon as they entered in time travel into like the Star Wars universe recently in one of the cartoons, it was just like it pretty much undoes anything that's ever been done. You you, you just totally fuck everything up. Mm-hmm. Everything can be undone or redone or whatever. Star Trek as well. And that was actually kind of the one place where it was it works out okay. Did you? You thought that okay? I thought, because it's just like, they want to tell new stories with these classic characters in a new way and be able to do whatever they want with them and not have to be beholden to like classically laid in stone canon that we're all so familiar with. So they worked in a time travel element, and but that was kind of pretty much it. You bring back old Spock and that's it. Like that, to me, worked but every other time travel thing, I just is like so ham fisted. And if Marvel 
as you know, as well as they've done things, could just stay away from that pitfall and that trap, I would be. <laughs> That's yeah, the word. Well, he makes I would be great, really happy with you that. You make a great point here because because right now the the linear Marvel yes. universe MCU is so good. Yes. Like, they have very few hiccups yes. in their ten year run, which is incredible for how many movies they've made. Yep. So when yeah, when you start putting time travel into it, you just muddy the water and kind of ruin that. Well, a but that's bit. where I kind of trust Marvel a little bit more though. With this, is that if they did it, I trust that because they had this giant war room, right. they'll have thought all of this. You know, they have thought of all of this through every movie in the last 10 years to actually make it fit and make it work. It feels lazy and it feels like something DC would do. Like, isn't that what they set up in Batman versus Superman? Wasn't Bruce Wayne having a dream and that's Barry Allen the Flash is coming back in time through a portal and warning him about something? Oh my God. They set it up and they never followed up on it. Yeah, yeah. right? So I know that Marvel will do it better, but again, it just feels like lazy storytelling to me and I would just stay away from the entire thing if possible. Well, here's the thing. We don't know how they're going to implement yet I had a thought on this where um, it's not it's not just like one of our heroes yeah. discovers time travel and fixes everything gets how the DeLorean. I, how I'd kind of like to see it is you know the the remaining really stripped down version of the earth after the snap I have another right. thought on that by the way um, it you know is going after Thanos and trying to you know make this end and somehow they get a hold of the gauntlet or they somehow get to the time stone right and in some sort of accident or fluke then the time stone is hit and then they have the ability maybe to go and do something through time travel I would kind of like to see it as as not like the crux of what they're doing not the right. the, the overarching goal we've got a time travel to fix this right. but something that maybe just happens because one of the stones in the gauntlet happens to control time so that point the the scene in infinity war where thanos just like turns back time a, a minute oh, right amazing. to like to put uh, a vision back together and yeah. take his stone again that's perfect that was beautiful that was beautifully done it's time travel i guess kind of mm. it's time control is what it is right and what like a, a really great moment. way yeah, yeah cool. it was so good yeah. all right let me talk Mar- captain marvel here for a sec here because um I'm stoked about this character. I'm interested. Really? They did just by like putting that a little tease at the end of uh, Infinity War in the post credit scene where like we're going to call Captain Marvel. That to me made her uh, like such a fascinating character. Who is this person? Who is this character that is so all powerful? Why is this the one you call? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Then I'm like I'm stoked now about this. I like my characters either either like crazily all-powerful, kind of like mm. Thor is these days, when he had his like new axe, um, or like down-to-earth like Spider-Man. Um, those are my favorites. So I really love that she is like godlike and massive in her powers, and her like scale of power. Yeah, if Nick Fury has to call her, right. there's gotta be a reason. Right, so I'm interested in that. I'm interested in having a new character to be stoked about, kind of going forward in, what are we, in phase four now? Going into phase four. We're finishing up phase three, actually. I really, really am liking female protagonists right now but I want to touch back on what you said Art you said that there is there some concern about Brie Larson because the thing I've gotten from both of these trailers is oh no is Brie Larson not a good actor like her delivery on some of those lines is like is this a high school play and are you the understudy right and Mm. I'm excited to see the movie and to see if it all shapes up and I know people are like using her voice no charisma (sighs) no yeah they're only using her voice I don't see her deliver any lines even there's like a scene in the car where she's riding with um, Nick Fury and I'm thinking like if that were Daisy Ridley in the Millennium Falcon as Rey 
there would be so much more charisma. There'd be a little wink. There'd be a little something yeah. in the acting that goes on there that made me fall in love with Daisy Ridley in one movie in Force mm-hmm. Awakens. And that's why I love her as the protagonist. Brie Larson has not done that for me. I'm not even getting a hint of it in what I've seen for her. So I don't know. I've never seen her in anything else before. I'm asking you guys, like, is she good? Well, she won an Academy Award for yeah, for Room. Room. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. was great in Room. Okay. Uh, she was in uh, Twenty One Jump Street. <laughs> was she? Twenty One Jump Street. Oh, reboot? funny. Yeah. I okay. didn't see that. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was pretty good in that. Yeah, she's she a critically acclaimed actor. Yeah. You know, like okay. But do you guys feel what I'm feeling though? Too? I kind of, she's I kind of robotic. Do. Is that maybe her character? I'm that wondering she's a little bit like I don't know where I'm from. I'm a little bit of a robot. This is what I'm wondering, and also you know we haven't seen too much. These are two and a yeah, half trailers. There's a lot to to <sighs> shoehorn in. They edit a lot of that trailer. Um, there's a lot of the scenes that are de- are, are lines that are delivered. Um, but you don't actually see her deliver them, so I don't know if they're they're messing around with uh, the editing and, and stuff. Okay, um, because they do that. Marvel does that, sure, right? To sort of throw you off. But uh, yeah, I don't know if we've really seen enough of it to be able to judge. Okay, so. I like the Top Gun scene. Look, yeah, like yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know how to fly this thing? Tick, tick, tick. We'll see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I do. Yeah. Okay. I um. Because one thing about again these like all powerful god characters is that unless they are just like oozing and dripping in charisma, I, who cares? Like she's supposed to be the leader of the Avengers, right? Is that what's going to happen here in the next phase? Or she is one of those like just all powerful? Right. You got you got to bring that to me. That's and right. She's got You got to make me believe that. As Especially a character, as an like, actor. As I'm going to carry this movie. As I'm going to carry now franchises or whatever it is. Yeah. If I had one beef with Black Panther it's like it's like uh, T'Challa was not that cool you know what I mean like I just love Tony Stark the way he's finger gunning the camera constantly I I thought the problem with T'Challa was the the villain in that story was so strong that you're like Man, this guy's cooler than T'Challa, yeah. and you're like, darn it, you know? Yep. Yeah, yeah it was all that. about the villain. It was all about Killmonger and Black Panther. T'Challa, the yeah, my issue with T'Challa was that um, he kind of had everything he needed to be completely unstoppable, and that takes the danger away from it. Right. right? Mm-hmm. The only time he was ever in danger was when he was actually doing the ritualistic combat without the suit and without the blank Black Panther powers. Right. Right. Um, and but outside of that, when he was doing like kind of the the main fight, uh, or like the you know he was th- that kind of ba- big battle scene, you're not not really worried about him. Even in Infinity War, you're not really worried about him because you know he has an impenetrable suit right. that absorbs kinetic energy right, and then he can yeah. just blast that back at you, kind That's of true. thing. Solid point. Not snap proof though. Not snap proof. <laughs> yeah. Now thank you for bringing that up. Um, there was it was just revealed in a um, I believe a, a comic or a novel um, that. Obviously, as viewers to the f- to the film, we know that everybody started disappearing when Thanos did the snap. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's actually called the decination. Late breaking news. We just we're just hearing this now. Actually, from, yeah, because oh, weird because um, from the point of view of everybody else, you know who who made it uh, on Earth, they they didn't know from a snap. Uh, let me get you the. Oh, I see. Oh, that makes way more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. there was only saw it was a snap. Right, Thor and us saw a snap happened, but oh, the decimation—that's so wild. Um, did you hear as well? Kevin Feige is on record now as saying that also, um, animals got snapped as well. 
Oh, I was oh. so curious about that. Like birds yeah. and whatnot. Someone oh, said man. to him, like, uh, was, you know, did my beloved dog die in the snap? Um, and uh, Kevin Foggy was like, he sure did. It was all life. Wow. So Great. With I it, like that. And then people were like, the plant life as well. And like, that was never <laughs> uh, clarified. But he said animal life as well. So, yes, your beloved childhood pets mm-hmm. and uh, your birds and dogs and cats are all dead. Uh-huh. God, I'm so excited for this next Avengers movie. This so, yeah. Yeah, killing the, me. The thing that came out is called <clears throat> Marvel's Avengers colon Infinity War colon The Cosmic Quest Volume Two colon Aftermath. <laughs> uh, yeah, and in there, it's uh, the the event on Earth is known as the Destination. So, wh- which uh, what is it? Is this the Prelude comic? Uh, let me check. It does not actually uh, keep talking amongst yourselves. I'll tell you what this All is right. in a second. Yes, they know they, uh, comic. Yeah, the com- uh, comic. Yeah. yeah. So they are planning on release. Oh, that's interesting that they called it. Uh, Marvel uh, Avengers Infinity War The Aftermath um, because I thought that prelude comic was actually going to reveal the title of Avengers 4. Weren't there supposed to be three of them, though? There's supposed to be three, yeah. So could that still happen? Yeah, it still could happen, yeah. The yeah. other two, when, when the other two are released closer to. But I think we are, we are technically, because we're recording this on Thursday, we're going to be getting a trailer tomorrow. Oh, yeah, apparently. Oh. That's the rumor. Yeah. So. And why was why was it delayed from Wednesday? Or can, thir- why was it delayed from Thursday? Can we all t- let's make this promise right now, of four of us, when it comes out tomorrow, as in today or yesterday when you're listening to this, yeah. let's do, watch it together and do a reaction video and post that really quick on YouTube. Or That's a great idea. So that oh. you can have like a quick firm, first. Brian's not going to be able to do this. Brian, Brian, Brian I know it's going to be tough for He's Brian. He's not going to be able to do this. No, oh, yeah, because like it'll come out. At 9 a.m. Eastern, that's 6 in the morning. Yeah. So Brian I'm usually watching these trailers time. while I'm on the toilet. <laughs> Just wait for us. Wait for us to come over and join you on the toilet. God damn it. Can we do that? We should do that. Come oh, on. wait a minute. And it's, it's, for the good of the pod, It's Brian. Friday, right? It's tomorrow? Yes. I'll be at Help the Homeless. You guys go without me. We'll oh, wait. Man. We'll no, wait. No, 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 we'll no, no, wait. We'll wait. Come on. We're we'll wait even longer. Seriously. Come on. We can do this. We can wait a little bit. We can Come wait on. for lunch. We can... Yes. For lunch? No. <laughs> as soon as we're all here, let's lock it in. When would I you be think, back from Help the Homeless? I think this is a but. good idea in theory. We'll, we will work on, we'll go on a working theory that we can do this. But. You guys are asking a lot of... Delayed these. gratification here. It will be so much better if we watch it together and make a video for the pod. I'm already on record saying I don't need this, so I can wait a little bit. Come on, you guys. <laughs> I say that now. Brian, I'm though. the one You're who has Brian. Hobbit sores and frivolous purchases. <laughs> if I can wait an extra couple of hours, we can do this uh, just stab your face with your hobbit sword right <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> fine um okay yes yeah, so um because of um george hw bush's uh, funeral uh, mm-hmm. broadcast uh, the the avengers trailer has been pushed um let's talk about one more trailer uh spider-man far from home this trailer is supposed to be coming on saturday why? I know. Right? So I'm, I'm kind of the same. Yeah. So we have two trailers in a row. Marvel needs to be careful here. Can we all just run into work on. and my watch it about, together on Saturday? My theory about this, this? <laughs> the, uh, the Spider-Man uh, Far From Home trailer, I think it is more about Sony wanting to do this than Marvel. Oh, my goodness. Fucking Sony. Yeah. I think Because I, Sony's going to be doing an event on the weekend, and I think they want to debut the trailer there. God damn them yeah. so much. And they have, they have the right because they own Spider-Man. I hate that they own Spider-Man. Okay, well, then I can't get mad at Marvel if that's the truth, right? 
There's just too much going well, on. Well, I don't here. think Marvel would do this. If I think if Marvel had their way, oh, of course they probably Marvel wouldn't, wouldn't do this. Two major trailers in two days, yeah. not a chance. They probably... the character that's been dusted. Yeah. <laughs> and that too. Didn't yeah. you make the point though that, that the homecoming is only coming out like a couple of months after Infinity War two, right? So if we were to see how Spider Man comes back to life and then and then they start marketing like, oh, Spider Man's back. See him in a new adventure yeah. for only like two or three months. That's yeah, not and that's great the thing is that right? like it's not that wouldn't be great marketing. I don't think Sony themselves would go for that at all. Uh, they usually release a trailer about you know six, seven, eight months out. Right. Um, so I think they they just really want to stick to their timeline on that. But uh, goddamn, if they just if they could just trust Marvel on this shit, you know. Well, you know, maybe we should trust that Marvel has got enough of a hand on the wheel here that maybe the trailer will be like, it'll be a Spider-Man trailer sans Spider-Man. Well, you know what? That's the thing. I thought about this, too. The companies right? can't be not talking. You know, they've right, got they've got course. to have some sort of understanding between Sony and Marvel. If Marvel shows up at this a meeting with them and is like, all right, guys, now you saw Infinity War, right? You know what's happening with Spider-Man. They're just like... Oh, I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm saving for Netflix. Uh, I, I haven't got around to it yet, you guys. I, what what happens to Spider-Man? He survives, right? Obviously. See, I'd like to think that. I'd like to think that they they communicate, but then when you're thinking when you're hearing about things like, you know, the Venom movie yeah. and the Craven oh. the Hunter movie and yeah. they're trying to start Jeez. still start their own uh Spider-Man villain verse without fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> ridiculous. It, uh, and so then plus, ridiculous. Technically uh, Avengers 4 and uh, Spider-Man Far From Home are supposed to be um, Spider-Man's... Th- I think they only have a contract to do so many movies, uh, for Marvel to do so many movies with Spider-Man, that I think once Far From Home comes out, then Sony just goes back to reowning Spider-Man and they have to renegotiate or something. Oh, oh man. Oh, no. So they could now then bring... Yank Spider-Man out of the MCU and then put him in the Venom verse. Just dust whatever. him again. Yeah. Okay. If Sony, please listen to this. <laughs> You're bad. Yeah. At this, they and Marvel a- is very, very good. Now, if all you're in it for is to make money, why don't you just let Marvel creatively control this character and you just cash the checks? Keep your stubby fingers out of it. You're ruining it. You ruined Venom. Stop this! Well, didn't Venom like do really well at the box yeah, office? So they're doing the sequel. So there you go. See, hey, right it's there. bottom line. Right? <sighs> no, doesn't matter how bad the movie was, as long as it made money. Yeah. Damn well, it. All right. I'm. I have a vision though for a Spider-Manless Spider-Man trailer. I want to hear this. And it's all about Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Yep. It's all, like it's a, it's a character study. It's all him. That's what the whole trailer is. Maybe you get a shot of like Aunt May crying because Spider-Man's dead. I would love that. That'd I be think good, this is right? great. And then very end, you know, he's like fade to black, and then all of a sudden you just hear like a. Yeah, like, that would be so right? good. That would. That's how they really ought to I do it. I would buy yeah. that trailer. If that's they a good do one. that. Great. Anything else? Garb. Fuck you, Sony. <laughs> <laughs> All the little kids. Where's Spider-Man? Oh, Wait, can I totally uh, spin wheel back all the way back around? I'm going to use the time stone for just a sec here. Yeah. If I may. <laughs> and um, speaking of trailers in the last uh, few seconds of them, can we go back to Captain Marvel and a huge reveal, evidently, of what will be the star of this movie... The cat. Cat. Goose the cat? Goose the cat, yeah. <laughs> Goose, who is named after the character from Top Gun okay. in the, yeah, in the yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. is actually in the comics named Chewie, 
an orange cat who's not actually a cat. It's called like a Frunkle or something Another like that. Another alien type of thing. It's an alien that looks exactly like a house cat, <laughs> yeah. except that it exists a pocket universe inside of its body so that it can hide a gigantic tentacly mouth and huge fangs. I love that so much. Isn't that amazing? So that is going to be, that was like a small reveal. Apparently, it was on the poster too. It the was. Other, yeah, there's like a, a yeah, off a in cat. the side. There's a yeah. cat yeah. walking off in the yeah, hangar so that you, she's if, in. If you look at the poster, you, you follow it like at her feet level yep. and you follow it to the left all, all the way. way to the left yep. you just see a little cat button curly tail yes, cat's yeah. just walking out of frame I totally barely that. lit it's brilliant and I didn't realize even watching this movie because that's the scene that's like the, the the flavor scene at the end right? they always put like a kind of a jokey little kicker thing little yeah. kicker thing yeah before like then an action thing again but that's the kicker is it's like uh, Nick Fury you petting He's a getting cat. getting all gaga yeah. over. Oh, what's your name? You're so cute. And I was like, yeah. what is this? Because usually it's more substantial than just like Nick Fury pets a cat. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, I was like, watching, like, what is this? I had to watch it, that scene twice until finally today I read about it. That's a massive, massive thing from the comics yeah. that her cat is a, a very important thing. That's rad. Great reveal. I have Great to reveal. look back at that. Yeah, it's so good. It was, it was conspicuous that when when he's he's petting under the cat's neck and for about half a second right. they turn and the collar and the name is focused on the camera and I'm like that is not a mistake yeah. and that's where I dove in and found out about all of this and it's just like that's freaking yeah, brilliant totally I love it weird uh, name change though Chewy yeah, to Goose, to Goose. It was, well, I think they just wanted to talk in reference 90s tie in so why not have the Star Wars reference why not have the Star Wars Italian because Marvel Maybe, yeah. right Disney all owning by that and Star Wars it, in the comics Chewie is legitimately named after Chewbacca. That's yeah. a crazy good point. Right? So why not just do that? I don't, I, maybe they love Top Gun more than Star Wars. I don't know. Good question. Um, so Joe Russo, one of the Russo brothers, had a weird quote about Chris Evans. I'll, I'll read the quote. Mm. Uh, I think it and I think referring to it was filming, was more emotional for him than us only because he's not done yet. He is referring to Chris Evans, referring to Captain America. I won't explain what that means, but the audience will understand what I'm talking about. Well, this came out because Chris Evans put out a tweet at the end of filming Avengers 4. He tweeted out, it's been a great ride, yada, yada. And everybody took it as a, it's over. Yeah, yeah, said, yeah Captain America is over. So obviously the Russo brothers were asked about that. Uh, when they were talking to some, I don't know, people at, uh, what was it called? What was it? Some symposium or something about uh, Avengers 4. And this is kind of like, because I think Captain America is going to have a huge role in this next movie. And oh, I think that's what, to. and I think that's what they're kind of alluding to here. And everybody wonders if this is going to be the last movie for Chris Evans for the Captain America character, Steve Rogers character. So. And maybe not. But again, this is such a Marvel thing to give us no real answers. Mm. And I kind of love it. You well, know? This, this kind of goes back to the Captain Marvel thing for me. I just, I don't want her to diminish these characters that we know and love already that have been out there for this first 10 years. I don't want her character who just got introduced to us right. to be like the leader, the, to be the, the reason they beat Thanos. I want, mm. I want to see Iron Man. I want to see Tony Stark and Steve Rogers work this out and take down Thanos. That's what I want to see. Good call. It would be movie. a pretty satisfying end of a Captain America arc though. If like he makes up with Tony, right? 
Because that's what we need in the next movie. Right. Hand, we need Tony Stark to hand the shield to Captain America. That's Civil hugs. Need. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, sacrifice himself to take out Thanos or reverse what he's done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these actors can't play these characters forever, and they need to have satisfying deaths, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, a reason to just kind of step back and stop being superheroes. Yeah. And I think death is a b- bigger, better thing for all these people. I see what you're saying, though, Art, but it's, it's like... Yeah. We, we've built up this one clunk full of characters and a bunch of their contracts are end, end, ending. So there's got to be some sort of like in, like weaving in of the yeah. new guard. Yeah. Um, I just don't want her to but diminish I, yeah. the, the roles of these characters. I agree that she shouldn't necessarily no. swoop in and go, I lead you all. Yeah. yeah. No, and yeah, I, I don't think she will. I think she'll have, she'll have a role or she'll play a role in this. But in the end, I think it will be like Captain America that, that, really solves this problem for everybody in and that could be mean him sacrificing himself you know? yeah because these guys have 10 years chris but, evans and uh robert downey jr and chris hemsworth like i want to see these guys be the reason and i think that's the reason why you know when the snap happened um <clears throat> the, the decimation oh the decimation happened <laughs> the uh reverse didn't happen in that the old guard uh, were the ones that disappeared into dust, and it's yeah. up to the new it's guard, true. right? It's, oh, right. It's up to the 100%. original Avengers. Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't even consider that. That's yeah, right. True. And if I had only one you know, nitpick with Avengers 3 Infinity War was I felt I didn't get enough from a few characters in that movie, and uh, Captain America was one of them, yeah. but I understand that he's going to be a big part of this next movie. And I think this just adds to it, this quote from uh, Joe Russo, which he's not giving it away, but he's definitely teasing it. I'm ready for this. I think this quote from Joe Russo, though, is just deliberately to throw people You think off. so? I do. They're so good at doing that. Yeah. yeah. I love the Russo brothers. I fully agree, and the, the the disinformation that they engage in, I think, is brilliant, and I, I truly feel this is another piece of that. Uh, let's talk about Black Panther. Big movie, huge movie, gigantic movie, groundbreaking movie, Oscar-winning movie? Maybe. The Golden Globes just came out. I don't know if you guys yeah. saw it. Was there anything Black Panther in there? Yeah, it got... Uh, uh, let me just Google it really quickly. But it, did, it did get a bunch of nominations. Now, Black Panther, like, it had huge hype, this movie, like, because it was all black cast. It was uh, the director, everything, and that's what we went into that movie you know like really hyped for this movie and i thought it kind of i like black panther but a lot of people went into it expecting something just incredible earth sh- right earth just, shattering. Yeah, earth yeah. shattering and maybe they didn't get that so they automatically i've heard a lot of people say ah, i was not that good or whatever because Expecta- the hype was just so heavy were too it. high yeah yeah uh, this academy awarded chatter feels like the academy being like oh whoops we don't get to do our popular movie award now right there's so much blowback on that so they're like what's a movie that we could that was popular with audiences that we could make a case is artistically good enough to uh, nominate for a best picture with all the correct like uh, social buzz around it as well mm-hmm. right oh how about Black Panther right no one wants to be on record as being like that's not a good enough movie for an Academy Award it's like but what what are you talking about it's a black protagonist we need this movie um yeah, I don't know. Is it this year's Get Out, maybe? Mm. Oh, right? yeah, well, but see, Get Out was just like a really good movie. Like, But let's be very honest about Black Panther. It's just a good 
fair, good superhero movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? That just like so happens to be set in this world. I don't know. It has other social commentary stuff. I guess that works as well. So that's maybe what you would now we're, make yeah, the case we're on, yeah, that, this like, is... why it's important enough to be worthy of an Academy Award nomination. But well, to me, it just feels like the Academy trying to cash in on a popular movie. Well, that's Honestly, I read a couple of things about that where it's like Black Panther being up for Best Picture could really help the Oscars, right? Because you know the Oscar, the Academy Awards, and a whole mess of other award shows just losing steam. You know, yeah. they just they do not have the cachet that they used to, and the audience behind Black Panther would certainly give though that award show a serious boost. But let's all then be very, very honest and. Uh <laughs> like well, what did you think of the movie? You the, and I saw it together. The old Academy, the old Duffs in charge of that, will never in a million years let a superhero movie win the best win, win the best picture. So I know it's it's a token nomination. He that movie has no real chance of winning. No, but it's None. nice. It's nice even to be nominated <laughs> <laughs> in the uh, Golden Globes. It's nominated for uh, motion picture, wow, uh, oh, drama wow. motion picture, and original score. Okay. Neat. Well, the score is score fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie itself is great, but it's again just just like a pretty standard Marvel movie in terms of like you know uh, person special person gets superpowers uh, loses superpowers has to fight evil version of themselves. Yeah. I think it's a <laughs> goes on an adventure, a little bit of an adventure. Right? I think it's a little Boy bit wins more girl. than that. It's a it is a social commentary. Well, yeah. I know the social commentary that. alone. Yeah, the, 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 there's there's. A huge part of the argument that you can make for the social commentary, uh, there there are elements of this story that are very much like Macbeth, the Lion King, or, you know, like, um, or not Macbeth, sorry, Hamlet, like the or the Lion King, or, there, uh, you know, it really ties together really well, and then, yeah, the social commentary of, like, you know, um, we have this this country that's very advanced technologically and uh we want to spread this wealth to other people or from the from the antagonist point of view we want to arm these people that have been oppressed mm -hmm. and uh make it so that they have the means to stand up for uh for the injustices that they've faced right there's a there's a huge yeah uh, i like that know, i really like that part yeah. of it yeah. which is why i thought it was more it was more killmonger's movie than t'challa's right you know? yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's a good point. It's a really good point. And that's, yeah, that is definitely what I like most about that movie. I didn't love, like, the action scenes in that movie. But, yeah, some of the co social commentary and the decisions these governments were making, mm -hmm. I thought, yeah, very pertinent to our time right now. So. Yeah. And you need a little bit of that because they can't all just be punch, 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 shoot, shoot, Absolutely. shoot. Absolutely. Yeah. So along those lines of what a gigantic success Black Panther was, uh, it looks like Marvel is going to develop Shang-Chi, its first Asian superhero film. We have a Chinese-American named Dave Callahan who's going to write the screenplay. And Marvel, it seems, is looking for Asian and or Asian-American directors to uh, to put this movie together. Do we have any thoughts on this? <sighs> Uh-oh. Ryan, do we need this? Do we need an all-Asian movie? Do like, you think this is I a token you know, move? I, I, don't, I don't think that we it's don't It's a cash it. cow, obviously. <laughs> crazy rich Asians. Yeah. With crazy super, super Asians. That's it, crazy yeah. super Asians. I don't know. There's lots of Asian heroes out there. Let's create another one, I guess. Name so. me 12. 
Okay, I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> Goku. Goku. Iron Fist. No, nope, wait, nope. <laughs> Is Shang-Chi. Oh. <laughs> so that's an existing character similar to ba- Black Panther that they're now going to bring to the silver screen? Yeah, a- mm-hmm. yeah actual comic book character. Okay. The, that's the great thing about Marvel. He's got a, they've got a huge amount of... Uh, of characters and stories, uh, storylines to draw from. It's just a very Disney thing to do here, I think, what's going on here. Oh, what, to diversify? Yeah, diversify, Like, you think that yeah. decision was made out yeah. of that, right? 100%, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I don't you. disagree with that. I also no. don't think it's I mean, it's I don't think idea. it's it's by coincidence also that every character when you in Star Wars now, there's a different, you know, minority group, different, uh, you know, race represented, mm-hmm. right? Yep, agreed. From Finn to, um, what's her name again? Rose? Rose? Rose, yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Every single character is... Were you thinking of an yeah. Asian name? I was. Yeah. <laughs> from, from Finn to, like, Ching Lee. Oh, jeez. To, to Rose, who I really like as a character in that uh, in the Star Wars universe well, now. So uh, this doesn't surprise me at all. Art, art more closely imitates life. Um, but also, yeah, Black, Black Panther made a lot of money. So yeah. it is entirely possible that they're just trying to see... Well, that market over in Asia is just ridiculous, yeah. right? And they... That was hilarious. I, when I was over in uh, Thailand a few years ago, I uh, can't remember which movie it was. It was an, was it an Iron Man movie? But I'm watching it, and this theater's just full, right? And it was English with Thai subtitles. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, they didn't even like, dub yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. They didn't even dub huh. it. They, everybody was just loving it. I was like, this is great. That's um, fascinating. <laughs> Okay, well, this is a question then. Uh, would Shang-Chi then uh, mean as much to, say, like uh, uh, an Asian community as Black Panther uh, clearly does and has me- meant uh, to the African-American community? <sighs> right? That's a tough question. And a then, good question. And then my other question might, would be, like, uh, even if it doesn't, say, like, in North America, would it even do so well in Asia and is there enough of an audience there? And answer, yes, there is. That even if like Shang-Chi just like doesn't do well in North America or doesn't kind of hit or excite people in the way that Black Panther, let's say, uh, does and has, um, is that good enough too? Is Marvel just like, no, oh, that's fine. Yes, we made it for the Asian markets. And it's good and they like it and it's a huge success there and we're going to continue making these things for them. We don't, nothing, not everything has to be embraced by the um, classic audience for this genre, which is doughy white people. That's a really good question. Right? Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, the social commentary out there right now is everybody, you know, I, you hear in Hollywood, how come there's no female lead actors in, you know, like superhero lead actors. Uh, there's no uh, African-American until we got Black Panther until this, right? And until this point, as an Asian, I kind of just joked. I was just like, nah, I don't hear anybody uh, screaming and crying about how there's no Asian superheroes. Apparently right? Disney heard you. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I didn't have a problem with it before, but... As a half Chinese kid, I grew up and I loved the Kung Fu movies and the the ninja movies and all that. And they had their place and I didn't really feel that it was missing necessarily. But I won't say I didn't get a little, ooh, that's kind of cool when I read this article. Uh, just because, you know, we, I don't know, we're a an, an underrepresented group, you know, yeah, uh, just like African Americans. So I, I think it's kind of cool. I'm not sure how... Uh, how necessary it is. I honestly... That's what I'm trying to point out. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the plight and the history of, of the African-American person is such that 
damn, they needed Black Panther. Right. Holy cats, did they need that? Yeah. And and so good for them to have this this message of of strength. And uh, I don't know. I won't say, hey, I think us Chinese people are doing all right. Um, you know, we're making all the things in the world. Um, but uh, yeah. But I mean, I, I think it's kind of cool. I don't I, know how necessary. It well, is. when you talk necessary, these are superhero movies, and no one is going to go to bed hungrier or or more full because they made another superhero movie. So, but however, they are going to continue cranking these things out on a conveyor belt as long as they can make money off of them. So why not, of course, diversify your lineup? Why, why do we have to have a yet another? If they want to make the forty fifth superhero movie uh, this uh, decade. Why not make it someone who's not just another a white guy with a different color of hair? I'm not yeah. thinking about people. Sorry, I was just just I'll be really quick. I'm not thinking about people going hungry. But I'm thinking about audience inspiration. I'm thinking yeah. about like the future. You know, the future children who want to grow up and like will aspire to something like this. Yeah, of course, yeah. I just don't think there has been a cry for this because of the Asian film markets out there that are just so huge that we don't know mm-hmm. and you know, healthy in yeah. Asia. The Korean and the Chinese; those film markets are so strong in those countries, right? I think that's. That's maybe why we don't really hear and scream for it in the American Hollywood scene. You know, they're not going to lose money on it, though. That's for sure. No, I mean, and, I'll see it. Oh, yeah. And, right. Yep. And also it does get, you know, it's like it gains Marvel and Disney more political currency and points, which is kind of a thing right now. You want to be seen as a movie making company as being on that right side of history as being uh, is like representing all uh, peoples, yeah, absolutely. In your arts, and so why not? If you were to watch this movie, if you were to buy a ticket for this movie in China, would that be considered a frivolous expense? <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> dock your points. Call back. Okay, let's talk about two last things. And hey, they're both Netflix. Daredevil's been canceled. Oh my! No more. Wow. wow. No, <laughs> no wow. more Karen Page for art to yell at. I'm kind of sad by this. I mean, I like Netflix. Are you surprised, though? I'm not surprised. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We talked about it on this show. Now, are you not surprised because of the show or because of the climate with the whole Disney Plus Well, the thing? climate of the Disney Plus. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. This was completely unsurprising to me. I mean, we saw Iron Fist. We saw Luke Cage out, done. Uh, it's obviously Disney... You know, they're going to have their hands wrapped around. So I was talking to Kirsten about this actually at the Christmas party of all places. But like, uh, <laughs> Naturally. We were, um, we were talking about this and she was reading an article saying that it actually wasn't necessarily about Disney Plus reacquiring these properties. Uh I th- she was reading that it was actually about their numbers being all being down. Really? And which is again not surprising because their numbers were down. Daredevil mm-hmm. lost a lot of viewers for this third season. Karen Page. Man. Oh jeez. She's the reason. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, so, I don't know. That's the only thing I'm really disappointed about is yeah. that we don't get to see an you know, timely end to Karen Page's oh, run on the show. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. no, I mean, that, on that aside, I think the Daredevil, there is, you know, his three season run, very good. And anybody who mm. hasn't seen it, go just watch it. Like, it's very dark and gritty, and I love the mature themes and everything like that. It had a really, like, dark night feel to it, you know? And I love that character. And I, and, uh, Frank Castle's character, the Punisher as well. Those two characters, I think, are really, really strong. Uh, obviously, we still have Jessica Jones, and we still have the Punisher, but those are they're they're going to be gone next. Well, that's what I think. Yeah. It's going to be really weird if you get another season of Jessica Jones and. All of a sudden, all of her buddies are yeah. in this universe are gone. Yeah. Right? And- Did I find um, interesting about all of these shows? 
is that so these are like the the secondary or even tertiary characters in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a bigger ask to sit through a season of how many hours of TV mm-hmm. that I would way rather put on. You know, it's like I can put on three Iron Man movies and spend all that time with an Iron Man character who I really love or I can have to sit through what is it like 10 hours for each season for these uh, tertiary characters I think that's why I haven't uh, committed the time to any it's better though I will say that like the first season of uh, Daredevil I would take that first season over four Iron Man strong words what about this wow really what about this you know it's it's not it's it's not uh, mishandling these characters, I don't think, or not uh, making them so lowly to just make like a one-off a movie, like a made-for-Netflix movie. Netflix makes good movies. I would rather have a I would rather have one or two great Daredevil movies that went straight to Netflix rather than have to sit through a whole season. Same with Jessica Jones too. Yeah, same I, with yeah, all I, of these characters. Actually, I, like I do the way in the first and second season of Daredevil. Um, and some of these other shows, the way that they develop these characters over multiple episodes was really well done. But now we're showing, uh, and the numbers are showing that people are not as patient to be able to sit through 13 episodes of Daredevil. See? Yeah, it's too, too much. That's too much. Because that's what I did. Is like yeah. I looked at the episode list just to see how many episodes I'm getting myself into for this the one weekend that I watched it. But, uh, <laughs> wow. But, you know, it's just to see how much of an investment it is on your time. And I agree. Like, to, to, um, if they can develop a two-hour movie uh, of of Daredevil and uh, of the things that Daredevil is coming up against, like uh, Wilson Fisk and stuff, yeah. I think they would do a really good, good job with that. Mm-hmm. And they did that with... Um, one of the Netflix shows that I loved watching was Sense8. Um, oh, and they had great show. Two Fantastic seasons of that. Show. The second season ended on a hardcore cliffhanger, but Netflix had to cancel it because when they looked at how much it cost to make an episode, because Sense8 is about eight people that are connected, sort of tele kinetically or whatever mm. um, and they live in different parts of the country so there's all sorts of different locations that you film in India Paris all these different places and a lot of the characters because when they when they appear on the show in these other locations they actually have to fly the actors to these other locations right. so it costs millions and millions of dollars to make pretty much per episode so they canceled it because it's just it wasn't cost like the cost was not a um it didn't make sense for them and the internet exploded internet exploded and they decided well what we'll do is we'll bring we'll tie up the storyline because this season two ended on a huge cliffhanger but we'll tie off the storyline with one two-hour movie which was perfect because that's all they needed they didn't need a third season to develop this whole big um, story i agree i think that execution was great it i to me that was what Firefly slash Serenity should have been, yeah. but I didn't really think Serenity was all that amazing of a movie, yeah. you know, to title loose. So we have a solution here, right? So let's make a movie with the Punisher and Daredevil. The and Defenders, Karen, colon, the movie. Sure, and Karen Page gets like oh, thrown geez. off a <laughs> cliff or something. Again with uh, right that's page. art... Dot Aronson <laughs> yeah. at JPVG. If uh, you're listening and you're not so familiar with Art Aronson as a person, he's very nice. Yeah, yeah this he's is the, the most thing, right? gentle, nice lovely person I think I've ever met. Yet you've got this crazy hate on for this one character. We all have our, you know, our weaknesses. Karen Page is my weakness. I want to say, like, uh, my favorite show 
on uh, any streaming service right now is Letterkenny. And uh, the way they do it is so amazing. It's like twice a year you get six episodes. And they're quick 25-ish minute episodes. And it's like I look forward to those drops and I blast through them as soon as they're out and I rewatch them and rewatch them and it's just like that is the perfect amount but if they were like it was like you never knew when it was gonna be or it was like 25 episodes at a time like that's the reason I haven't got around to these things it's too much of a time ask so I want to speak to this I think all these different properties are being made for different audiences your movies Mm -hmm. your top tier characters they're being made for the massist of masses right 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 okay and then you're moving to your secondary characters in the Netflix universe who have you know a season or two or three 10 13 episodes each it's a longer uh it's a it's a bigger ask it's a longer sit and it's mm-hmm. but it's you know there's better character and story development hopefully sure in is. some of them and then you look to something like another property like agents of shield where it's gone on how what seven eight nine how many seasons brian like, uh, we're going into the seventh eighth season? and these are some yeah. full seasons and there's a lot going on and i think it's this is the same reason people will rewatch all nine nine seasons of the office in the background because it's just sometimes people are happy to go with what they're familiar with right. and i think for fans of uh Pun- the punisher or daredevil or jessica jones or luke cage uh, I don't think there were any fans for Iron Fist. Um, they'd, be able to, they'd be able to put these on in the background and sort of enjoy them as a, as a second viewing or whatnot, as sort of a more background thing. Or mm. You may not be able to do that as much with the movies. The movies are, you, you build a big spectacle around it. Right. I think it's just all about trying to hit different audiences. And obviously with the marketing behind it, they know that the movies are their, their biggest success. Fair enough. Let's talk about one more Netflix thing. We covered last week how Netflix's prices for the second time in a year spiked again uh last time six nine months ago they went up a dollar every, pl- every plan went up a dollar but plans uh, this most recent time uh, went up between one and three dollars so you could be paying 17 dollars a month for the high-end netflix um um <laughs> subscription and you know everybody's saying what's well well they're they're making all this content that's great maybe it's not that maybe it's that they paid a hundred million dollars <laughs> to get the licensing to stream friends Isn't that shocking? (laughs) I read that. I'm like, this is shocking. This is an easy decision, Netflix. Rumors are that in past years, they paid $30 million for a season. So this is $70 million more that they paid to keep this old show available for streaming. Are we none of us Friends fans? Friends and Friends I like Friends. I'm a Friends fan. I love Friends, but I don't. I don't need to have it on. But it goes to what you were just saying when we were talking about Daredevil, though. Some people, Mm, they only watch Netflix because they they only have Netflix because they want to watch old episodes of The Office and have that playing in the background. Which I do. Thanksgiving, they want to play those Thanksgiving Friends episodes. That's a really good point because Netflix obviously has all the numbers on this. They know it's popular. And yeah, maybe this is the the reason behind it. They know this is something that'll keep people on their sixteen ninety nine a month. Uh, yeah, because as soon as Friends goes, then you could probably see like this could have been oh Netflix dumps Friends, and then you know there's that backlash. Oh, that's it. I'm 
fucking done with Netflix. Right. And it's a very know? tenuous time for Netflix with all these other services existing yeah. or coming up. Search was like a weird phenomenon of like, it's the Friends and The Office that are like those two yeah. huge shows that people just continually watch over and over and over again. I was giggling while you were even reading the story because I was remembering uh, my best friend and we were both like big Seinfeld guys. So we both grew up, we would sit through Friends <laughs> to get to Seinfeld nice. always right when it was. They're was, both great in their own way. Sure, they're fine. No, no, I mean, like, <laughs> we, it's not like we turned the TV off. We watched Friends. We got through it, but Seinfeld was like our jam. It's more our humor. It's more cutting. It's more clever. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, so now he has a girlfriend who watches Friends constantly. It's always, always, always on. Wow. And it's driving him nuts. <laughs> and he says, as a guy, again, who's like way more Seinfeld, way more Curb Your Enthusiasm, he's getting annoyed with the Friends rhythm. He says that, like, he's not even watching it, but he can tell the rhythm. It's like, set up, small laugh, punchline, bigger laugh. Whoa. Set up, small laugh, <laughs> punchline, bigger laugh, and then, and he knows when to do it. And he knows when to do it. He doesn't even have to listen to what's actually going on, and he screams it out across the house at his girlfriend as being like, shut this show off and watch something else. Because he just knows the rhythm so powerfully. Breaking down the comedic science behind Friends. That's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. I I don't know. I, I find it a lesser show. It is a lesser show, but it's still it good in its own way. I still like it. Fine. Yeah. Is sure. it worth $100 million no. in no. jacking our prices? No. That's the question. No, absolutely not. I, that's blasphemous. I, I, I can't understand that at all. No. Like, go pirate it or something. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Buy some digital versatile discs and watch it on those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save yeah, some money DVD. and get yourself the fucking Saved by the Bell series, and it will be fine. <laughs> Just have done with it. Yeah. 60s Batman while you're at it, MacGyver, <laughs> Full House. Okay, I think that's a pod, guys. Uh, Art Aronson, where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me at Art Aronson on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Between the Stammers. Hit me up at betweenthestammers at gmail.com. Uh, just right immediately following this podcast, I'm getting you and Kirby, and we're going to take the photo for your podcast. So Beautiful, yeah. Don't so we get it on iTunes. Uh, did you Paul, bring your jersey? I did. Exactly. Paul Plastino, where can we find you on the internet? At Paul Plastino, and it's Paul with an O. Or, hey, fire me an email like it was like 2001. <laughs> P-O-L at thezone.fm. Brian Boytana, where can we find you on the internet? Well, since we're going old school, let's go P.O. Box. No, oh, no. Geez. <laughs> uh, I'm at Boytano913 at, uh, on Twitter, Instagram. I have got a DJ Boytano Facebook page, or you can hit me up at Brian with a Y at thezone.fm. And you can hear a lot of Brian's mixtape mixes on thezone.fm slash mixtape, and they are fantastic oh, to yeah, listen yeah, to, to either uh, you know work to or party down to. I've, I've done both. <laughs> you don't need friends. You get the mixtape. That's, <laughs> That's it. And I'm Webmeister Button on all socials, and you can hear me on Wednesdays at about 7.20 with Dylan and Jason in the Morning Zone for Bud's Weekly Geek Out, where every week I end that show like I'm going to end this show by saying bye. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcasts or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.